Welcome everyone to another short duck dive. Virginia and I are waving at each other on Skype and we thought we would share with you today some of the answers we've received to our little quiz or questionnaire. Yes. And so many of you have contacted us and it's been a, a real joy, hasn't it, Ginny, to learn oh, yes. You know who, who inspired people to read and which books have made you laugh and uh, your, your favourite little spot for reading. And I, I'm really sorry that we can't include everyone's answers, but thank you for those of you who shared so many of them on Instagram. Uh, and we've all also received lots of emails. But I thought I should start with you first, Ginny, and get you to spill the beans on your reading habits. Yes, I think that's a good idea. So when did you last laugh out loud when you were reading? Well, that's a great one. That's actually one of my favourite questions, actually, Lou, because I am a huge sucker for a funny book. And I think it is extremely hard. It takes a lot of skill to write funny. Yes. Because it requires comedic timing mm. but on the page so you've got to have that element of the surprise answer or the surprise end twist and do it so that the reader doesn't see it coming and also all those things that comedy mm. require so it's um a real skill and very few people nail it I think but the last one I read that did that to me was Adam Kay's book uh, this is going to hurt have you read that one? No, I haven't. And it's funny because one of our readers has also nominated that as well. So uh -huh. um, one of it's, our listeners, yeah. yes. He's the, yes. the junior NHS doctor. He was. Yes. And, and then a fairly senior one because it spans uh, several years of him working through his traineeship or his early years as an uh, not a gynaecologist. Obstetrician. Obstetrician, yeah. Delivering babies under the NHS, mm. and which he no longer does. But he is hilarious. He mm. is so good. So it has some completely hilarious passages followed up immediately by some deeply sad mm. ones. Yes. And that reflected exactly what his job was like. Like a roller coaster, wasn't it? Yeah. It had just the mix of everything in there. Um, mm. But I was literally convulsed with laughter at times to the point where I had to stop reading and just sort of gather myself. And I also continually read bits out to Michael or handed the book to him and made him read sections and that sort of thing, which, and he did, he laughed just as much as me. So I loved that one. That no, was, that's, a, that's a great one. That's a really good one. I've yeah. heard him interviewed a couple of times and he's he's a really funny guy, actually. Yes. A really funny yes. guy. And no, no surprise that he's now writing comedy. Yes. And I've thought of him often during this recent time because of all the focus on the NHS, because mm. that was one of the drivers for him writing that book, mm. because that's severe lack of funding to the NHS was one of the reasons that he found it so difficult to do his job. And it was just, it, it really ruined his personal life, I think. And of course, now they're all being clapped on a Thursday night at eight o'clock and all the rest of it. So it'll be interesting to see whether things change for their yes. medical system as a result of this. And you can imagine the trauma, which he's, of course, described in his book, that a lot of these young doctors are going through as well yeah, at the moment. Gosh. Yes, yeah. yes. All right. So which book do you wish you had read earlier? Okay, the book I wish I had read earlier is Frankenstein by Mary Ooh, Shelley. Wow. Yeah, mainly because I had a completely wrong impression of what that book was all about, mainly because of that movie poster. I hadn't even seen the movie. I've never seen the movie. 
but that movie poster of the big man with the sort of yes. the screws in his neck, um, <laughs> the Hollywood, just absolutely nothing to do with anything that Mary Shelley wrote. And it's such a clever book. It's got so many layers. I remember just reading it thinking, oh, my God, why didn't I read this years ago? This is so clever. This is so good. And particularly also knowing the story behind how it came about, I just think it's it's a wonderful book. Oh, excellent. Now, which book do you always go back to? There's only one, I, there's one that just sprang to mind for this and it's Persuasion by Jane Austen. I give that as my answer because it's the one I've read the most times. Yes. It's absolutely my favourite of Jane Austen's mm. and I think she writes longing and that frisson mm. between two people just perfectly where it's all about the eyes and knowing exactly where that other person is in the room at all times, even though they're talking to somebody else. That's a great pick. Yeah, and it's got the best letter in literature, I think. Great pick, Ginny. Love that. Now, I think you've got some listeners' answers to share with us. I do, I do. I'm going to start off with Eva. We're not saying surnames, are we, Lou? No, we're not. We're just giving... I should have mentioned that, sorry, yeah, just from first names. Yeah, so I'm going to start off with Eva, who wrote us the most gorgeous email with all of her answers, and it just gave such a beautiful picture of who Eva is and and her reading experiences. So in answer to the question, where is your favourite reading spot, she wrote, my favourite reading spot is wherever my cats are. I do have a chair I prefer. It has a lovely view and a big windowsill for my cup of tea. But if there isn't a cat there, I won't last long. Oh, and I, I just thought that. that conjured up that beautiful image of the cosiness of reading mm. and just feeling like you've got everything in place so that you can actually get on and comfortably read and and keep going and enjoy what you're doing. Then in answer to the question, with whom do you talk about books? I really loved this answer. She wrote, anyone who will listen, truly. I also really enjoy talking with my niece, Ella. We recommend books for each other and have never been wrong. She got me into YA fantasy and I got her into 19th century lit. We both love Jane Eyre. I also like talking with my book buddy in Minnesota, Mary Claire. We read such different things that I'm always learning from her. She's so joyful and she loves books as much as I do. Oh, that's lovely. That's really special. And then the final one I'll read out from Eva is about the movie adaptations. Has a movie you have seen that is based on a book ever exceeded expectations? And she wrote, I adore movies almost as much as books and I will skip a movie if I'm completely satisfied with the book and I don't want it spoiled, which is an interesting answer. Mm. So I'm fussy about adaptations. I'm happy to say many films have exceeded expectations, most notably the films based on the Hunger Games series. But one experience stands out. I graduated with a bachelor's in English, but had never read most of the British classics, Dickens, Jane Austen, Brontes, etc. So I set out to take care of that right after college. I immediately fell for Jane Austen, particularly Persuasion and Pride and Prejudice, but was unsure how I felt about the others. 
Then Emma Thompson's adaptation of Sense and Sensibility came out and seeing it made me realise for the first time how funny Austen's books can be. I immediately reread Sense and Sensibility and laughed out loud. It was a revelation. I have read all of Austen's novels several times since then and I enjoy the humour so much. So I really love that answer yes. because I think it does take a bit, a few reads and maybe a bit of maturity. I don't think I thought Austen was at all funny when I first read her, but she really was. So I love those answers. Yeah, no, great answers. And yes, a great movie as well. Actually, I've got a, another one here from Eva. Shall I do that as well? Yes, sure. So her final one is, do you use a bookmark or do you fold the corner of the page? And she says, I am an archivist and I think I am physically incapable of folding the corner of the page. I literally couldn't make my hands do it. So it's bookmarks all the way, but I never buy them. They are receipts, ticket stubs, postcards, or occasionally dried plants. Often I'll cut pictures out of a larger thing. For example, I went to an art sale of a painter a family friend who had died, and there were table tents and brochures with small images of his work. I took some and cut them up into bookmarks so I could have his paintings with me as I read. A good bookmark can elevate reading and gently remind you of who you were the last time you read that particular book. Can a bent corner do that? Yes. Love it. Love it. And surprisingly, so many of our readers are in that category as well, aren't they? So many of our listeners, I should say. Yes, exactly. Well, I've heard from Jane and she is here in Perth, Western Australia. And surprise, surprise, Virginia, the last book that made Jane laugh out loud was This Is Going To Hurt by Adam Kay. I love it. Yeah, so I just love the the fact that you mentioned that. Now, Jane's favourite spot to read is in bed which we can, many of us can relate to. I can certainly relate to that. <laughs> but she goes on to say she likes to read in bed at night, in the morning and a sneaky one in the afternoon. Love it, yes. In terms of the book that she wished she had read earlier, she's nominated the novels of Elizabeth Harrower. She says she was late to the party and she writes beautifully. And I must admit, this made me go on a little bit of a uh, exploration. And Elizabeth Harrower was a mid-20th century writer from Australia. And she's now been taken up by text publishing, rather in the way that many writers have been taken up by Persephone Books in the UK. okay. And they are republishing a lot of her books and she is acclaimed as a Australian novelist and short story writer. So we might investigate Elizabeth Harrower a little bit more. I've written that down. Worth looking into. And in terms of a movie that has exceeded her expectations, Jane doubts that possibility very much, although she did love the 2019 film version of Little Women but she still can't rate it higher than the novel. Uh, It was a very good movie. I I really enjoyed it as well. And in terms of favourite book that she always goes back to, Jane says this changes all the time. It's often Pride and Prejudice, Catch It in the Rye, and lately Lanny by Max Porter. Oh, yes, that's a beautiful book. Uh, I know you've read that quite recently, haven't you? Yeah, you brought me that back from the UK. That's right. And she would concur with Eva because she thinks that folding corners of a book is sacrilegious. It's a, hor- <laughs> it's a horrendous act committed by hideous Philistines. <laughs> so I love that. I love that's that. That's a fantastic answer. Um, so that's Jane. That's gorgeous. Okay, my next one is Karen. And she's a great friend of the podcast. And she is originally from Ireland and now 
living in Australia, and she says that she didn't read a lot when she was younger, but she clearly remembers reading Tess of the D'Urbervilles as a student nurse on night duty. I just loved the picture of that, being completely caught up in a novel with all those dark wards and just having a little moment to catch up. I thought that was a gorgeous image there. For question three, uh, when did you last laugh out loud? She says, The Heart's Invisible Furies by John Boyne, which I wasn't expecting, but... No. And she says, It is a poignant book, but there are some very funny paragraphs in the early part of the book, particularly the teenage boy's escapades and the main character as a young man. And that is true. There were parts that really do make you laugh out loud in that. So I love that answer. I thought that was great. Sometimes when you are reading a poignant or a harrowing book, the humour is in such stark contrast. It's a relief for the characters and it's a relief for you as well. So, yeah, that's a good pick. Exactly. And it's clever if a writer can do that, Mm. can sort of lift after maybe a dark moment to lift things and reset. Sometimes that's what a laugh does. It sort of resets the reader. And then in relation to a movie, she says she just watched Normal People, the Mm. televised series of Sally Rooney's book, and she says, a big call, but I think I enjoyed it even more than the book. Mm. So I love that answer because I I really loved Normal People by Sally Rooney and I haven't started watching the series yet, but I've heard people raving about it. Yeah, they have. I'm very, very keen. And people say the chemistry between those two actors is really good. I'm going to be very interested to see that. I really did enjoy the book as well. Yeah. I just loved Karen's answers, so they were great. And I've heard from Gopika, and she shares with us that she is a lawyer in her 20s. She moved to Australia a year ago, and she's originally from Kerala, which is, of course, on the southwestern coast of India. And Gopika has two favourite spots to read. The first is on the balcony of my family home in Kerala, overlooking a sea of coconut trees when the monsoon rain is pouring. How divine is that? That is the most beautiful image. It's so so evocative, isn't it? And the second is sat up on her bed under a blanket on a Saturday morning. I can relate to that. Mm. She says she last laughed out loud when she was reading Gin Patrol on the Purple Line by Deepa Anapara. And it's a book that's very funny while dealing with a very serious topic. I was so happy to see it longlisted for the Women's Prize and winning a ton of other awards as well. And that's a story about, uh, I think it's about children trafficking from a slum. And, yeah, I think it was on the long list that came out in March for the Women's Prize. I can picture it. I haven't read it. It's got quite a colourful cover, hasn't it? It's not gin as in what you drink, G-A-N. It's DJ as in the ghost or inspector. Yeah. And her favourite book that she always goes back to is A Suitable Boy by Vikram Seth. Oh, Lou. I know, my favourite book. She has read it multiple times, cover to cover, and it's just wonderful, which I would agree with. Yeah. Her biggest influence to read was her mother and also her influence to read in English. Gopika says her mother is not an avid reader herself, but as English was not her first language, Gopika's mother encouraged her to read anything and everything and as much as I could. I developed a comfort with the language and I did not find it intimidating, which is lovely. Oh, that's the most beautiful answer. Mm, I love that answer. Just beautiful. Yeah. She also says she is definitely a bookmark kind of girl. She collects 
books, bookmarks as souvenirs on vacation, so she has quite a few. The only issue is that she often returns her library books with the bookmarks still in them, so she's lost quite a few as well. Oh, gorgeous. But that's so lovely for the next person. It's karma, isn't it? Passing yeah. it on. It's yeah. lovely. And my last one I'm going to read is from Gareth, and he has written to us from Belfast in Northern Ireland. He wrote us the most beautiful answers. I just loved every one. So in relation to where is your favourite reading spot, question one, he wrote the most gorgeous answer. He said, I tend to cram myself in anywhere, but usually corners, the corner of a sofa, <laughs> the corner of a coffee shop, the back corner of the bus. I love reading outdoors, which can be challenging in Irish weather. I will always have at least one book with me, if not in a backpack, then shoved into the glove box of my car. Ireland is beautiful and it is not unknown for my wife and I to pack a lunch and a couple of books, jump in the car to find a seclusion and beautiful spot on the coast or in the mountains and have a relaxing read after a nice walk. Oh, what a luxurious thing to do. I know. How it made special. me want to do that. It made me think, oh, that's what we need to do. We need to pack a lunch and take a book and find a spot. It's just such a beautiful oh. thing to do. What is your earliest childhood reading memory? And he says, I love this because great aunt Molly comes through quite a few of his answers and it's a real reminder that... Great Aunt Molly probably had no idea of the lasting impact that she had on him. But he says, I had a great Aunt Molly who used to work in the linen mills in Belfast. These women were known as Belfast Millies because of that. Mm. She never married and often became my regular minder as both my parents worked. We were not well off, but the local library was within walking distance of her house. I remember she spoke to the librarians there when I was very small and they gave me a library card of my own. Oh. It was blue and laminated and I thought oh. it was the most precious thing I owned. We would spend long mornings in the library before walking home together for lunch, me clutching as many books as they would let me borrow, her with a single Mills and Boone tucked in the pocket of her coat. Oh, wow. She was wonderful and I still miss her. Oh, that's very special. Just the most beautiful answer. Which book do you wish you had read earlier? He said, uh, Raymond Carver, what we mm. talk about when we talk about love. I haven't read that. Mm. He says, I hadn't even heard of Carver until I took a creative writing class and we had to critique one of his short stories. Even when critiquing, I thought, these are stories about nothing. Nothing happens. But they have never really left my head. Each story is an exquisite little painting on its own. And I'm glad I took my tutor's advice and bought the longer, unedited version of the stories in the anthology, Beginnings. Mm. Just beautiful. So I thought that was the most beautiful image of each little story being a painting. And, I, of course, being I love short stories, particularly a, a well-done short story. So I thought that was a gorgeous way to describe them as a little painting. He writes beautifully, doesn't he? He really does. And then he said, in answer to the question, did anyone influence you to read as a child? He said, my great-aunt Molly, I was too young to ask her what she found in reading. And there's probably a story there somewhere. She was unmarried and she only really read Mills and Boone and in the good weather we would sometimes read our books under the shade of a tree in the cemetery. I never found out why she wanted to go there. Oh, That sort of raises more questions than it, than it answers, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. Oh. Oh. 
and you know, it's possible Great Aunt Millie had lost someone dear mm. to her, and that may be why she never married. You know, you you could almost write a story about Great Aunt Millie, mm. or close to her parents, maybe. Yeah, true. So that was Gareth. They were beautiful answers. Yeah, really beautiful answers. I've got some answers here from Brittany, and Brittany is an American who's currently living in Germany, and she found us through the Currently Reading podcast. Oh, lovely. Which is lovely to hear. So in answer to where is your favourite reading spot, Brittany says, this might sound odd, but I love going to restaurants alone with a book in hand and reading while I wait. The waiters and waitresses don't come around as often, which I appreciate, and I sometimes continue reading while eating. It's relaxing to me. I love that. I do too. I love that. And what is your earliest childhood reading memory? Brittany says, when I was in fourth grade, my kindergarten teacher let me come back and teach an entire lesson to her kindergarten class. I thought the world of her and I will never forget the experience. That's lovely. Gosh, yes, that's a beautiful experience. Quite an early memory as well, which is lovely. When did you last laugh out loud when you were reading? Brittany says, recently I listened to The Confession Club by Elizabeth Berg. And although it is not a typical read for me, I usually prefer dark and bleak reads, but I really needed something light. It was the perfect book during the crazy time we are in. I kept chuckling to myself at so many things that the women in the confession club felt guilty about. It also made me want to be part of a confession club later in life. Oh, that's gorgeous. That's a fantastic idea, a confession club. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's gorgeous, isn't it? Fiction or non-fiction, paper or Kindle? Brittany says, I prefer fiction, but every once in a while, a great non-fiction book crosses my path. Warmth of Other Suns by Isabel Wilkerson is one that always comes to mind. And I like both paper and Kindle. Paper book during the day and my Kindle at night. Oh, that sounds perfect. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And in terms of a movie that succeeded her expectations, she says, The Book Thief actually surprised me with how good the movie was. It's an all-time favourite read of mine, so I was a little nervous going in. That's interesting. Great book as well. I haven't seen the movie, actually. No, neither have I. And her favourite book that she always goes back to is A Secret Garden by Frances Hodgson Burnett. Oh, yes. Yes. I love it. Love it. Beautiful book. And also A Tree Grows in Brooklyn by Betty Smith, which I haven't read. Neither have I. Mm. There's quite a few American books that just passed me by and I've gone back to a few, but yeah, I must read that one. So thank you everybody for sending in your answers. I suppose we may get to read out a few more over the next few episodes of the podcast, but we really appreciate you responding. And I think it's been lovely to share them uh, on Instagram and today with everybody else. Yes, it's been gorgeous. I've loved all of the answers have been so charming and delightful. Loved it. And uh, we're recording another episode soon, Virginia. We are. So I will see you on Skype soon. Okay. See you later, Lou. So what is your earliest reading memory? No, that's not the one we're doing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, which is the one we're doing? I've got a list here. I could have sworn this... Funny. <laughs> when did you last laugh out loud? Which book do you wish yeah, you read yeah. earlier? And then, when did you last last laugh out loud? Book you go bo- back to, and which book you read earlier? Okay, <laughs> it's fine. Okay, starting again. <sighs>